it's Tony Chapman, and welcome to Chatter That Matters. In this age of noise, I cut through the chaos and the confusion to focus on what matters most to your life, your career, your community, and our planet. At the beginning of every podcast, I ask an essential question, and then together, we go on a quest to mine for insights and identify the big ideas that will help you get to where you need to go. Do you remember that first real trip that you took? I'm not talking about a family vacation when you're tucked away in the back seat or a chaperone school trip. I'm talking about your first real trip with a friend or friends traveling to your rules and your budget. One that required you to get on a train even a plane. And it wasn't just where you're going, it was everything before and after. Anticipation, the planning, the packing, the debating, deciding, the day of travel where you had to navigate different ports of call, and then when you got there. All the new senses and smells and sounds and textures, the different cultural nuances. And long after, long after when you got home, you're still telling the stories and sharing your pictures. You created memories that would last a lifetime. It fed your curiosity. It validated who you are as a human being. It strengthened your relationships. It's no wonder so many of us have the travel bug. As a kid, we didn't have a car, money was tight. I worked through all the school holidays, so my view of the world was limited until I started working. Age 16, I got a part-time job in the summer at Seal Test Dairies. At the end of it, timing was perfect because a good buddy of mine, Rob Johnson, said, why don't you come down to Old Orchard Beach? My mom's rented a cottage for a couple of weeks and you can stay with us. Well, I remember getting on the bus. I bought myself a, a knapsack, some shiny navy blue, and I put this Canadian flag on it. And I felt such a, an important person. I got down to Old Orchard Beach and I had an address, but I didn't know where the cottage was and there was no cell phones or email in those days. And I'm sitting on the side of a street on a curb, having a can of pork and beans, feeling like quite the adventure. And I hear Chapman. And I look up and there's Rob Johnson smiling. Back window rolled down. What the hell are you doing here? I said, you invited me. Guess what? He hadn't told his mom. But I spent the week with Rob and I had such a great time. First time I saw the ocean. Fast forward a few years later. My first agency is called Communicate. We produce meetings. I got to go down to NASA on a site inspection. I'd never been in the Caribbean. And I landed and I, first time those plane doors open and you walk off on the, the stairs and hit the tarmac and that wall of heat like you're walking into an oven. And then you're waiting for it. It's these refurbished old Cadillacs to shuttle you about. A street lined with palm trees looking up and they look like giant feathers just dancing in the sky. You know, tourism is, it's, it's about stories and not stories that you see on the screen or even a giant IMAX. These are stories you live and you experience. And tourism just doesn't matter to me. It matters to all of us. It represents 10% of the world economy, $6 trillion, 10% of unemployment, Incredible careers there, but you can also enter with just great attitude and aptitude. 
It brings flair and energy and purpose. Foreign investment, local investment. It's no wonder almost every country wants their piece of the pie. They want to keep their local citizens traveling domestically and then they want to put out these gorgeous drawbridges and invite foreigners to come in and experience all they have to offer. So how do you win over the head, heart and hands of travelers? Have them think of what you offer, get excited and more importantly buy. Well, my advice, whether you're Joe's Dive Shop or a city or a country, an iconic destination or a bed and breakfast tucked away in the corner of paradise, here's the things I would do. First of all, humility. Realize that the hero in the story isn't what you have to offer. You could be the museum housing the rarest painting, a hotel perched on the edge of a cliff with the full majesty of the ocean pounding below. Your vineyards could produce the, the definitive Pinot Noir grape. It doesn't matter, you're not the hero. The hero are the people who matter most to you, the guests that are gonna come visit, and the people you hire to represent your offering. Your job is to help them get to where they wanna go. One's looking for experiences with their travel dollars, while the other, your employees, are looking for a career or a place to earn money in the short term. To get a better sense of the difference between you being the hero and the sense of experience, I wanna go back to the early days of tourism. Now it's a long ride back in the time capsule. I'm gonna be leaving behind our no frill air flights or selfies and booking apps. Archaeological digs across the planet, the Mayans, Phoenicians, the Shang Dynasty, show that people traveled in those days not only for commerce, but for curiosity. Remember that word, curiosity. Another motivator in history came through a brand that used storytelling to perfection, religion. People wanted to get as close as they could to their gods. They'd be visiting their places of worship, or the places that were eloquently described in books or by spiritual leaders, places that were rumored to heal. And then there was the grand tour, the birth and foundation of modern tourism as we know it. Be part of this tour, you had to be an aristocrat in the 17th century, and you traveled to reinforce your position. You followed a particular route around Europe that began in Paris and southern France, Italy, and then back to England via Germany. And back then, even then, we had souvenir collecting, and drunkenness and partying, well, and even sex tourism. In each and every case, the people traveling went to validate their place on the planet or their place in history. Curiosity and validation. Are they not the same drivers as tourism today? Curiosity. I remember way back then, a friend of mine, Val Baker, got to go away at Easter to Florida. Two weeks after she came back, I got a postcard. And I put that postcard up in my room and I used to look at it constantly. Wonder what it'd be like to be in Florida. Well, today on, on your mobile phone, you get a postcard every second. Constantly feeding, making you curious, creating an itch, making you wanna get out there. You have a, a fear nowadays of missing out. People showing off their desire to experience fuels even more desire to do more, to be more. The first question I have is what curiosities can your customers discover when they visit your enterprise? How do they validate who they are as human beings? Let's say for example, your place is surrounded by forest. Well, can they learn about forest bathing, go tree climbing, forage for food to make a dinner? 
that hotel that we talked that was perched on the cliff with the ocean pounding. Does it come with yoga at dawn? A watercolor class where you can learn to paint ocean landscapes? A tour of a fishing village and a home-cooked meal complete with their stories? Those Pinot Noir grapes? Could you go out in the vineyards and sleep in luxury tents beside the grapes? Spend a day working in the fields? And your staff? Are they ticket collectors and souvenir shop workers? People that undertake transactions? Or have you hired people who can bring your brand to life by adding texture and stories to the adventures your guests are on? Can you make them transformative? Part of that journey, the Yoda in the story that helps your guests get to where they want to go to experience what matters most versus simply transactional. And to validate, guests want to be in the moment where other moments happen. If you're a historical site, how do you bring to life the civilization that happened in a manner where people travel back in time? I was at Pompeii this summer and we had a guy that was such a storyteller. And I, I went from getting through the lineups and the crowd and the heat of the day to feeling like I was walking the streets of Pompeii back then. That I could see the food markets and the, the Roman baths, where the temple was, the commerce that happened, who had the preferred locations. She took me down one street and said this was one of the most prestigious real estate corners because it had water 365 days a year because the aqueduct never failed. The other side was another piece of incredible real estate because it had a breeze coming from the ocean. And I saw myself living there. And if you have that painting, don't just display it. Talk about the artists, their struggles, their life, what they were feeling when they put that brush to canvas. You're standing beside a great lake forged by the ice age. Provide the context so people can imagine ice three times higher than the highest skyscraper. And how that ice bulldozed a planet at will, including digging out that 600 foot deep lake that you're floating on. A place of religious significance offers so many stories besides when it was built. Who paid the price? Who had the power in those days, religion or science? Who had to whisper to get heard? We want to immerse yourself in different cultures, in new culinary adventures. We want to go outside our boundaries. We need safety and security. We want to do so with love and belonging. But at the same time, we want to push and stretch ourselves. We want to let our imagination grow. Understand that your guests and your employees want to immerse themselves. They don't want mediocrity. They don't want to be processed like a transaction. They want to be on a journey, a quest. Wherever you play in the tourism spectrum, it doesn't matter. What matters most is understanding your role as the enabler. Help people get to where they want to go. Don't just facilitate, but create the kind of immersive experiences that they'll post and talk about for years to come. That's why tourism matters to you and to me and to the world. Tony Chapman, thanks for listening to Chatter That Matters. You've been listening to Chatter That Matters. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. You can connect with Tony on Twitter at Tony Chapman, through LinkedIn at Tony Chapman Reactions, or visit his website, TonyChapmanReactions.com. Chatter That Matters is produced by Tony Chapman Reactions and Eye Contact Productions. I'm Dave Trafford.